my name is Brady, and what you're about to hear are some stories about how Chris tried to ruin my life. All this and more on the Heavy Set Podcast. Everybody and welcome back to the Heavy Set Podcast. Ryan, how are you? Wow, I just I'm feeling the enthusiasm from you today. <laughs> I, was, I was wanting to I was wanting to bring that um, start off with that great energy. Yeah, I'd like to thank Brady for that wonderful intro. Your friend slash nemesis. <laughs> we'll dive more into on this episode. Yeah, and Chris, to, I feel like I just need to wake up and match your level of enthusiasm. Come on, I've drank. That's probably like what my sixth glass of tea. Yeah, you got like one of those beer dispensing helmets, but it's just tea. And when I say helmet, I mean two gallon jugs on both sides of your head. Once more, that was it was supposed to last me the whole show. We haven't even started, just finished it. Yeah, we were doing our mic checks, and I saw Chris polish off his whole glass of tea. <laughs> I was like, well, there goes your show tea. <laughs> yes, show tea is no more. But what the heck have you been up to these past couple weeks? And don't tell me nothing, because that's what you always tell me. Absolutely. Actually, I've started playing a new game. Uh, the Well, I say new, new to me, The Witcher 3. And I actually really like it. Big open world game. As you know, we are both casual gamers. I know that you beat uh, the new Final Fantasy VII remake, which... You're going to go more into it a later episode and give your thoughts, opinions, and review on that. But yeah, I'm, I've been, in my spare time, in my downtime, I've been playing that game. And so far, it's pretty good. If you like big, huge, open world games, it's it's a go. I was wanting to play it after I watched the Witcher TV series on Netflix. And I've been enjoying both. Yeah, that game is like super popular. You know, it's been out a while, but like all my friends love it. And I got one friend um, in particular that is just crazy about that game. It's always telling me how good it is, but I've never played it. It's, I mean, you got to like that type of game, the big open world fantasy, leveling up your character, you know, RPG. Um, yeah, it came out. I, I can't remember what year it came out. I got the, the newer game of the year edition, you know, it has all the bells and whistles all in one package. And yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, for uh, PlayStation Plus this month, I had a couple free games. One was called Fall Guys, and I guess the best way to describe it to you, it's kind of like um, today's version of Mario Party. I used to like Mario Party back in the day. Dude, it's fun. Like I played it with my friend the other day for close to six hours. And six? Yeah, I mean, that just and I, I don't do that. I mean, my attention span's so short. I mean, that's telling you something how good it was. I loved it. Yeah, that style of game is probably perfect for you. Because, like you said, you can play it in like a little short burst or six-hour burst. Yeah, and it doesn't take you long. There's like four rounds. So, even if, even if you lose, you just start right over and join a different match. It's a lot of fun. But yeah. anyway. Chris, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing besides working, hanging out with my girlfriend, the podcast, yada, yada. But let's just dive right into it, shall we? Because I know we got some stories to get to. I know you're going to tell us a hilarious story or stories this week about how you ruined your friend's life (laughs) but before we jump into that there is a couple things i was wanting to bring up the first one chris this has really been grinding my gears lately this week more so than normal 
but I wanted to talk just a little bit about YouTube ads. Now, Chris, how do you feel <laughs> about ads on YouTube? You know, because of DVR and stuff, you know, I don't think anybody watches commercial nowadays. Yeah, and, that's true. I don't. You know, like pretty much like the 90% of things I watch on TV are recorded. So I'm always, you know, because who the hell's watching commercials? And YouTube, luckily, like most of the time, they give you that skip ad after about five seconds. So, of course, yeah. I'm always hitting it. Occasionally, though, they give you those 30, those 30 second ads that they force you to watch. And that is not, you know, I can deal with it. I can deal with it just one 30 second ad. Listen to us. I'll tell you, this is like real third world problems here. We're <laughs> this, complaining about ads. Chris, I understand that this is petty, but this really gets on my nerves. What really gets on my nerves is it feels like YouTube is constantly amping up the ads. And I just want to give my little spiel about why what I've noticed here lately. It used to be you had one 15-second ad, and sometimes you could skip over it after five seconds. Sometimes you had to listen to the whole thing. Okay, I get it. But here lately, I feel like I've been getting two 15-second ads that I've had to listen to in their, in their entirety before I could watch my video. Now, Chris, you know that I don't watch just a lot of actual videos on YouTube. You know, I'm not like a big get on there looking for comedy videos or whatever. I enjoy music, and I like to watch how-to videos. But my issue with, with this... <clears throat> is actually the music videos because primarily now when I listen to music, I'll just listen to uh, music on YouTube because of the convenience of it. But depending on what I listen to, sometimes like I listen to a bunch of ads just to play one three minute song and it annoys the heck out of me. What I don't like is the the commercials after the song plays. Yeah, that too. Like they started doing that here lately. I've noticed. And it's like as soon as a song plays, and sometimes I will try to switch off a song before it ends, just so I don't <laughs> have to sit through it. But something that grinds my gears about it is, I I, I consume YouTube all the time. That's what I mainly watch because I just yeah. love watching those short videos. Oh yeah, I know you're a big YouTube guy. And what I hate is I play YouTube. Like I'll play YouTube videos while I shower and get ready for work or whatever, shave. And it always seems like whenever I'm in the shower, they want to bring up an ad that's like a commercial for like, that's like four minutes long. Oh, dude, I got a story about that. And it's almost like, how does it know? Does it know I'm in the shower? Like, does it yeah. know that I'm like far away from my phone and can't get to it? Like, I feel like it's always set up like that. But anyway. Yeah, they know you're not going to climb out of your sparkling champagne bath, <laughs> put on your silk robe, and then walk all the way to your phone and hit skip. But yeah, I I hate my biggest gripe about this is the fact that YouTube has basically made it to where you cannot just have a playlist that runs unless you're actually there babying babying it the whole time and hitting skip. Like I would love to just, you know, set a playlist and then go, you know, walk. You know, I, I, I like to walk every day to help balance out my heavy set lifestyle <laughs> and then also i'm the same as you i would like to set up a playlist and take a shower and just let it play music while i'm doing it but i can't because of what you just said because as soon as i set up a playlist it'll literally and i'm not joking literally play a nine minute commercial now i can skip this after five seconds but if i'm in the shower i'm not gonna get out and skip it so my entire shower, I'm listening to this commercial about this brand new nonstick pan. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh man, I get out of the shower, I'm like, I really want to buy this pan. Dang you, YouTube. Yeah, I know it always, those ads always crack me up. 
It's like it's like I'll be sitting there showering, and all of a sudden a freaking ad for abused prairie dogs in Uganda comes on. I'm like, oh, here we go. What really cracks me up is like I'll be wanting to watch or, or just listen to a video about how to make my own sausages or something crazy, and it's like a 16 minute ad about getting you know like ripped abs i'm like buddy if i'm wanting to improve my physique i wouldn't be watching the sausage homemade sausage video <laughs> that's how they get you like having their whatever whatever algorithm algorithm they have set up or like all right see what this fat bastard's watching <laughs> you know what he needs to do some crunches yeah send him these videos yeah we need to start sending him videos he is at death's door but hey i mean advertisers knew what YouTube was going to be, and a huge cash cow. So now that the, now that the advertisers moved in, it's all done for. You know, and the thing is, I totally understand. You got to have ads. You got to make money. The folks that are setting up that own the content need to be, you know, make some money for the content. I totally get it. But come on, Oasis, two fifteen second commercials in front of a two and a half minute song. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and then it'll be follow. If I let it continue to play, there'll be a video, a video that comes after the song, like you said. That, that is that is too much. Speaking of good content, uh, you told me that you had a Halo theory that we haven't discussed yet that I want to hear about. All right, Chris. As you know, uh, Halo Infinity, the brand new Halo game, was supposed to be a launch title for the upcoming Xbox console, the Xbox Series X. That has been delayed. And now the flagship brand is not going to launch with the console, which its own discussion. Chris, I'm not really here. I didn't want to bring this up really to go into this and make a deep dive into Xbox and Halo and the and the, the Xbox game showcase that just came on TV. What I really wanted to do was bring my Halo theory to the masses and get people's feet feedback because the big takeaway from the Halo Infinite uh, reveal was that the game just did not look good. And Chris, I don't know if you watched it personally, but it didn't look good. I mean, what people are saying is totally true. My first thought when I saw it was, it looks the same as the last Halo on this generation's uh, console, if not slightly worse. It was a disappointment. Fans voiced their opinions. A week or two later, the game is uh, you know pushed back a year. Now, our friends at the Fanatic Life podcast do a deep dive into this subject over their last couple episodes. If you want to know more about, you know, Halo and the Xbox Game Showcase, I would say go listen to those guys talk about it. They really go into it. There's not anything else I feel like I could add to what they already said and like what many other people have said about it. But what I want to bring to this episode is my theory on why it looked bad. Chris... I'm going to run this by you and throw this out to the people. Y'all tell me what y'all think about this. I've not heard anybody on the net bring this up. So, and those people know a lot more about it than me. So there's a good chance I'm 100% wrong. So if y'all feel I'm wrong, just let me know immediately. Call this rat bastard out. Yeah, call me out. But this is what I think people are forgetting about when they watch this footage. The, The new Halo, Halo Infinite, is supposedly supposed to be an open world game. Now, Chris, what that basically means is it's more like The Witcher or like uh, what's so funny? Thanks for 
Thanks for explaining explaining to me what an open world is. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? A, I yeah, think people I get know. it. I get it. It means it's like The Witcher or like Skyrim. It basically means that supposedly, if this is truly open world game, you can go wherever you want to go. I'm sure within reason, but you can actually explore the world. But unlike uh, Halo One through Five, which were basically a certain path that you had to follow had to stick to the map had to stick to the map i don't know if i would go far enough to say a rail shooter but that type of game it, it had a one direction for you to go you went from point a to point b you fin- you hit the checkpoint finish the level and then you had a cutscene normally and headed on to the next mission now we have not seen what halo infinite's going to be like i said it's reportedly an open world game but chris here's my theory my theory is that halo infinite looks rougher not as polished not as good looking of graphics because it's supposed to be an open world game i'm sorry ryan just burped i might leave it in i might not but that's why he's giggling i'm sorry okay chris you know that i am not a technical person like when we started this podcast i was like what's a computer (laughs) like what what are you talking about so i know that you know what i say is basically just layman's terms but you know that the bigger the world created the more things that have to be rendered on the screen at once for you to explore the bigger and the more you do the the more power it takes out of the system to run those maps to make to create that world it means that in order to maintain the frame rate of the game to keep things from slowing down or glitching that basically you know usually the graphics take a dip because you got it can only process so much power you got to kind of spread that around thin it out a little bit because the weaker the graphics are the more things you can render on screen at one time that's why whenever you see the witcher or skyrim or any of those usually you know the graphic the textures and the polygons are a little weaker so that you can create a bigger world you know, those games are never going to look as good or Borderlands or anything, anything like that. It's not going to look quite as good graphically as, you know, just your regular, like the newest edition of Call of Duty that is going to be, you know, more solid looking, at least in the story campaign. But Chris, this is my theory. I think that the game looks a little weaker graphically because they're creating a big world for you to explore and that's why this halo is going to be different now is it going to pay off was it a mistake i don't know and now that people are complaining about it are they going to go in and condense the world that you can explore in order to make it look better chris these are questions that i cannot cannot answer and what's real funny is someone that knows anything about games that will hear this will get it on and immediately say ryan you're completely wrong (laughs) and you're rambling gibberish for the last five to ten minutes was pointless <laughs> i don't know i'm not a tech tech guy and really and truly i mean you were just casual gamers we you know we might game for a couple months non-stop and then neither one of us might not touch it again for a year because we're either there's books we find we want to read or a show on netflix or some other interest we have but that's my halo theory i would really like, love to hear the feedback from you guys let me know what you think but that's what i that's what i think because the studio that's creating halo ain't no slouch they also made parts four and five and they look good i think they know what they're doing it's just that they're doing something new with the franchise therefore 
things are going to be a little different this go round. But you guys, let me know what you think. Ryan, I had no idea that you were basically the Sherlock Holmes of Microsoft. Chris, I'm the Sherlock Holmes of everything. I am a detective. Not a dog <laughs> detective like Butterscotch, but a detective nonetheless. Yeah, man, that is, um, that's a pretty interesting theory. I'm sure, you, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, why else would they postpone it? I'm sure, kind of like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie when it first, commercial first came out. It was a huge backlash for the way it looked. They postponed it for a year, worked on it, reworked the whole film. And then fixed it for everyone. And, I mean, that worked out. I, I thought that was odd when they done that. But, hey, it worked out in their favor because the movie was a box office success. It was one of the last movies that really had a full run besides before COVID shut everything down. But, hey, that movie looked good. And the new designs worked out. And it made money. Who knows? Maybe that's what's going on. Hit Ryan up. Let him know what your theory is on it. I'm almost scared to ask this because I know the way that sounded. I tried to explain it the best I could, what I was, what I was trying to say, but I know people are probably going to blast me. I'll tell you what, speaking of blasting, we've, we have been getting blasted with tons and tons of mail here lately. Ryan, why don't you reach your hands into that mailbag over there, pull out a piece of mail, and you tell me what it says. Man, Chris, a bag is putting it mildly. We got a room. We have a mail room dedicated to the heavy set mail bag. We're, we're basically running a makeshift post office in there. <laughs> I know that your mail carrier is getting pretty upset with all his letters he's having to deliver for the heavy set mail bag. I'm tipping him in zebra cakes. <laughs> I ain't tipping me in zebra cakes. <laughs> As you guys know, we get thousands of letters every week. You probably get sick of hearing me talk about it. And we like to always pull one out at random and read it to everybody. We do not look at these ahead of time. We are reacting to them with you guys. Thank you so much for the mail. Just remember, if you don't want to actually write a letter and mail it, you can always hit us up at the heavy set podcast at gmail.com or our Facebook group. Thank you guys in advance. Now, I just want to say before you read that, the reason why it is blue and sticky is because I accidentally spilt some of that Captain Crunchberry blue syrup on there. Oh, yeah. Man, that syrup. Oh, I love it. Well, we'll talk about that later, but that's why. So, it didn't come like that, but I accidentally did it. Okay. Yeah, blue, sticky syrup. I just thought it may have been, you know. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Okay. This is from Richard Noodle from Ingel Munster, Belgium. Uh, Overseas. That's our. Is that that's our first overseas one? I think we've opened. Definitely, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Ingel Munster. I know I'm saying Ingel, Belgium. Correctly. That's the town. Ingel Munster. Yeah, I think actually in Belgium they have what they call communes, but yeah, basically a town. Okay. Uh, same thing. Uh, it's probably not the same at all. <laughs> but since I have no idea what I'm talking about, Ryan's I just have to go with Ryan's it. Ryan's my authority on all Belgium history. So yeah, of course it's a town, Chris. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> you ever heard of Belgium waffles? You Someone, like those, don't you? <laughs> Someone's gonna call me out and be like, "No, Ryan, you were wrong." <laughs> anyway, how about we see what Richard Noodle has to say? Richard Noodle. Okay, boys, boys, boys. How are you? I'm good, Noodle. I'm Richard Noodle. I'm a swizzle stick baron from Ingelmunster, Belgium. Many a swizzle stick maker has tried to rise up and knock me off my lofty swizzle mountain. They have all failed. In the last 79 years, I have crafted the finest sticks in all the land. My stickery is unmatched. You see, gentlemen, swizzle sticks are my life's work. 
The passion Chris feels about stuffing Frankenfurters down his rotund gullet is the same passion I feel for my sticks. Frankenfurters? I think that's another. I think that's a fancy talk for hot dog. Okay, go ahead. And <laughs> in, in this way, we are the same. I'm passionate about swizzle sticks, like you two are passionate about processed swinery. I've pondered long and hard about what question I should ask. After listening to Ryan ramble on about Ghostbusters and ice cream, I have deduced that you are not men of intellect. <laughs> Man, okay, I just felt like I need to Listen. stop here and be like, Richard Noodle is kind of a dick. Listen here, Dick Noodle. <laughs> I've had it up to here with your swizzle stick talk. Dick Noodle. Oh, Richard. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm almost through this. <laughs> you are not men of intellect. Not up to the salty task of bumping elbows with a swizzle stick baron. Ah, this guy's getting under my skin. So to avoid embarrassment on your behalf, I'll ask you this. What is the favorite sody pop of the heavyset brethren? Being the baron of swizzle, oh, he's a baron of swizzle now. I prefer the hard stuff, but understand that the pork pie twins of food podcasting like something a little softer. Warmest regard, warmest regards, the baron. This guy totally like just knocked us down the whole letter. Freaking, that's a lot of talk from a guy who's making swizzle sticks for a living. Uh, well, I mean, apparently he's a baron. Oh, wait, wait a second. P.S. Challenge me and I shall crush you. And I'm not sure, but it looks like he spit on this. <laughs> what? What? Are we getting called out by a guy named Dick Doodle, who is a <laughs> swizzle stick baron <laughs> from Belgium, from Inglewood, Belgium, wherever the heck he's from? <laughs> from Ingel Munster. Ingel Munster. Oh, yeah. Well, even better. It sounds like a fancy sort of cheese, but yes, from Belgium. And. It was definitely a slap in the face. He has the go- That's That might be... Is that our first hate mail? Yeah. I'm, well, I Other mean, than the emails I've already deleted from our actual email, is that our first <laughs> hate email? I don't know if you just call it pompous or hate, but it definitely had a, a little bit of spite to it. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I would say that a switchel stick Belgian man just spat on that paper over there. That's dry spit. This is either another big, huge glob of your blue syrup, <laughs> or it is spit. I'm going to go with spit. This this guy has been honest. He, well, I mean, heck, he also said that if we challenge him, I don't know, in a swizzle stick contest, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he'll crush us. And this yeah. guy has been in the swizzle stick business for 79 years. He's got to be pushing 90-something. In a, in, a, in a swizzle stick off? I mean, I can only make a small swizzle stick, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're taking, we're challenging you to a stick off, old man. Is it, how do you pronounce, I'm having trouble saying, is it swizzle stick? <laughs> Maybe this is what he's talking about. <laughs> this may be exactly what he's talking about. He's like, dear God. We you- can't pronounce what he does. We can't pronounce where he's from. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. He's like, dear God, these fat American bastards can't even pronounce swizzle stick correctly. It's swizzle. Swizzle. S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E. I was thinking at least that that's how Mr. Noodle pronounces it. I was thinking that it was swish, swizzle, but it's swizzle. Yo, swish, mish. No, swizzle stick. Okay, I think we are forgetting something. Even though he thinks we're garbage, <laughs> he asked us a question. He said sody, but what is our what's our favorite soda? Which I've never really thought about before. Off the top of my head, like I've said a million times, I drank diet soda. 
And I know diet is not supposed to be any better health-wise and regular, but I just don't want to drink all that crap ton of sugar. Makes you feel better. Gives you more confidence about your meal. To me, it's more refreshing. All that sugar bogs you down. All that carbonation is burning you up a little bit. Oh, I love it. The carbonation is why I drink soda. I'm a big carbonation mug. First off, where we are, Mr. Noodle, we don't call them sodi pops. And I think nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> Except you. Maybe people in Belgium. Pretty much around here, everybody calls it Coke. Even if it's not actual Coca-Cola, we all call soda Coke. Yeah, in we're this in area. the South. In the, in the, yeah, especially in the South. We're in Southwest Arkansas. Yeah. I don't matter what you're drinking. Someone's going to come up and be like, hey, you want me to get you a Coke? That can mean any carbonated beverage. Yeah, so you got to specify. But I want to tell you, I got two favorite drinks. Okay. First is, the number one is, of course, root beer. Ah, everybody, Everybody knows I'm a root beer fanatic. And a lot of people hate root beer. Oddly enough, a lot of people hate my second favorite. That is Big Red Soda. How do you hate Big Red? Do people... It's kind of like root beer. Root beer, not a whole lot of people like root beer. But just like Big Red, it's a... I guess you would call it a acquired taste. And it's one of those sodas, either you love it or you hate it. I gotta I gotta also throw out two sodas. And Chris, one of them, you hit the nail right on the head. I'm also a big, big Red fan. And I think... I definitely think that that's a Southern thing. I'm not even sure if Big Red's available everywhere. Big Red is actually from Texas. Okay. So... Yeah, it's pretty much, you can get it anywhere in Texas and a a lot of places, the majority of the South. The thing about Big Red is I view it like a a sweet treat. So it's not something that I have all the time, but occasionally, I love, especially this time of year, I love to just get a Big Red poured into a frozen mug. Like get a mug and put it in the freezer overnight and just pour that thing in there on a hot day and drink it. Oh, it is so good and refreshing. It is good to eat it like a slushy. And for people who don't know what it is, if you're wondering what it tastes like, it tastes nothing like big red chewing gum. No, oh, so yeah. don't. They're not. Re- they're not related whatsoever. It's more of a cream soda vibe. Yeah, my buddy Philip described described it to me like this because he also loves big red. He said big red is cream soda with a twist. And I think I, he's 100 percent correct. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you nailed that. So that's always what I told people when they want me to explain the flavor: cream soda with a twist. Yeah, I love Big Red. That's my occasional soda, but it's great. My daily drinker, I don't, well, I don't drink soda every day, but when I do, the one that I normally go for is Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. And I I, I was, before that, I was a huge Diet Mountain Dew guy, Chris, as you know. But this, they came out with this, and it tastes like Diet Mountain Dew and regular Mountain Dew had a baby. That's what it tastes like. It's it's basically Diet Mountain Dew, but it's more... Has has less of that diet aftertaste. Like they found a way to kind of tone that down, almost eliminate it. It tastes more full-bodied, like a regular Mountain Dew. And if anyone else out there is trying to watch their sugar or calorie intake, I would definitely recommend that if you like Mountain Dew. But yeah, I like it. So Mr. Noodle, the Swizzle Stick Baron from Belgium, who I can't tell if you hate us or maybe see us as a threat to your empire. <laughs> we, that is our answers for you. Please don't write in again. <laughs> I don't want to feel worse about myself. Or we will fly to Belgium and knock down that swizzle stick factory. Don't worry. We'll bring Frankenfurters with us. <laughs> okay, Chris, we got to stop letting Richard Noodle get under our skin. I think we need to move on from the mailbag. I think it's time to move on to the main event. What do you think? 
Let's do it, Ryan. Chris, you've told a couple stories in the past about your friend Brady. He told one about how he ate some slobbered-covered popcorn. And I know you've also told a story about how you destroyed his bed in one failed swoop. I love these stories about you and your friend. Basically, about how you ruined this guy's life. In any given situation you, you could you were involved in, you were making his life just a little bit worse. Would you agree? Or I was preparing him for the hardships that he might face in the future. Yeah. So you could say that I was helping him out. Brady, if you can survive our friendship, then you're going to be okay. I know that you have a couple more detailed, longer stories, and we, they're, I find them hilarious. Like I've heard them a few times, and I, I die laughing every time I hear them. Chris, I'm going to turn the show over to you. I know you have a story about Brady's car and then also a wedding story. Uh, that involves Brady. So I'm just going to turn it over to you so you can begin what we lovingly, lovingly refer to as the Brady Chronicles. Yeah, first off, I'll tell this story. He actually, I talked to Brady last night, and I wasn't going to tell this story, but he brought it up to me and told me to go ahead and tell it. Is this part of those stories, or is this kind of like your introduction? This, is, I guess, will be a, a introduction to the Brady Chronicles. <laughs> the warm-up. Because I, I, I thought I could never tell it, but he's like, yeah, go ahead and tell this. It's pretty funny. So he told me to bring this one up. Brady, you know, he moved here our, my, our junior year. And that's a tough time to be moving, you know, when you're that late in school. Because you just want to finish up. Talking about your junior year of high school? Yeah, junior year of high school. And I guess he, <laughs> he was having trouble kind of like fitting in at first. <laughs> I don't want to say he was a loser, but he was just having trouble fitting in. I didn't really think it was that bad, but maybe his dad did. So I'm hanging out at... It's hard to tell tell these stories without cracking up. I'm hanging out at Brady's house like usual. Me and Brady are about to go hop in his car and go somewhere. And Brady goes out and his dad's like, hey, Chris, hold up a minute. I want to talk to you. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what the heck's this about? His dad comes and like sits, sits beside me and like starts talking to me like really sweet. He was like, hey, uh, you know, I just I just want to tell you something. I just want to say thank you for being Brady's friend. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to tell Brady about this. <laughs> wait, he, wait, did this really happen? This really happened. <laughs> His dad sat down and was like, hey, I said it dramatically. Like he was like he was very sin- sincere. Like, I just want to say thank you for being there for him and being Brady's friend. He really needs you at a time like this. <laughs> at a time like this, was he dying? <laughs> I mean, he just had a tough couple of weeks. You know, he had to, I think it was, he had to move to a new town. Probably may have had just a tad bit of trouble fitting in. <laughs> and his dad's like, oh, I'm glad he found some Porsche love to hang out with. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to get back in the car and tell Brady about this. Yeah, and great. of course Brady's gears are going like, what's going on? So I get in the car, there's the biggest grin on my face. Like, dude, you ain't gonna believe what your dad just told me. He's like, what would he say? It's like your dad sat me down and thanked me for being your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I start dying out laughing. Brady's like, are you for real? I'm like, yeah. Brady just puts his head down and puts his uh, hand over his face. Is like. Am I a loser? <laughs> I'm such a complete loser. And I just thought, dude, I was, oh. He eventually warmed up and started laughing because of how absurd the whole thing was. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the car we're sitting in. You know what? I forget. This car was an old Thunderbird car. 
I don't know anything about cars, but it was a car that looked really cool when it first came out in probably the 80s or 70s. A classic. Yeah, the classic. And soon to be a destroyed classic. And this is Brady's first vehicle. And he was very proud of this thing. You know, as you are for your very first vehicle, he bought it with his own money. And um, back then, I I didn't even have a driver's license. So he would... (laughs) He would come pick me up, take me to school. You know, we would drive back and forth between football practice. You know, I, I he we I would go I would go with him everywhere in this car. So in other words, he was a class act. Yeah, he was. He doing, was a good friend to you. He was giving you rides <laughs> everywhere, making sure your transportation needs were fulfilled. Yeah, he always took care of me. He was doing me a favor. And how did you repay him for this? <laughs> well. <laughs> It's, there's so many stories together. I'm not. It's hard to tell which one comes first, but I'll go ahead and start with this one. This is like the beginning of me somewhat destroying his car. It's during Halloween. You know You know how in high school you go and you, like, you toilet paper the teacher's house or whatever? Like, I remember we were going to go toilet paper our coach's house. And mm-hmm. I was trying to think of different creative things we could do. We don't want to like mess up his house, but just throw some toilet paper over the trees. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's been there to some extent. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I got, mom and dad had this like big old five gallon jug of vinegar. <laughs> or maybe it wasn't five gallons. It was a few gallons. It was a gigantic jug. And so I'm like, I could do something with this. Something Wait, with the, okay. Did you say vinegar? Yeah, vinegar. White vinegar. As you know, vinegar stinks. Wait, what does vinegar have to do with toilet paper and houses? I don't know. This is high school, Chris. I don't know. Why. I was trying to be creative. I was oh, thinking, okay. like, maybe I can pour this over the floor mats. Okay, so your, your thought process is vinegar smells bad. Yeah. I'm going to douse this guy. Yeah, maybe I can use this, pour it over the floor mat or something. I didn't even know. I just brought it. I got you. It was a, it was a stupid thing. I said, okay, let's, let's, let's nab it. Because I couldn't just walk out of my mom and dad's house with a ton of toilet paper. Mom and dad are probably still looking for this vinegar to this day. Yeah, where? who the hell would take a big jug of vinegar? I don't know. So anyway, Brady sees me walking up to his car with this jug. And he's just looking at me. And I can just I can see his gears turning like, what is this fat mother ever doing bringing this jug in here? I would have been thinking the same thing. So I sit in his car. He's like, what are you doing? So what are you talking about? We're about to go toilet paper with this guy's house. No, what are you doing with the uh, vinegar? I was like, oh, well, I thought we might could use this and so and so. He's like, dude, get that out of here. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't, you're going to spill that everywhere. I know you. He's like, calm down, relax. I'm not going to spill it. Spill this. Wait a second. It had a lid on it. Well, we're about, I'm about to get to that. Okay. I take the lid off and I'm like, hey, smell this. See how bad that reeks? Like, we can pl- pour this on a floor mat. He's like, dude, stop. Like, put it up. <laughs> like, leave that here. We're not going to need it. And it was nighttime, and I somehow lost the lid <laughs> in his <laughs> car somewhere. I was like, Brady, you're not going to believe this, but I lost the lid. He goes, what do you mean you lost the lid? I was like, it's gone. What do you mean the lid is gone? You just had it. The lid was on. once was on. Now it is off, and I can't find it. This is so you, too. He's like, dude, find that lid. I was like, I'm looking everywhere. I don't know where it's at. He goes, find the lid. And for Chris, everywhere means he turned his head to the left, <laughs> he turned his head to the right, and he gave up immediately. And I'm like, Brady, the lid is gone. And I was like, don't worry. I'm sitting it in the back floorboard. <laughs> everything's nice and easy. Look, I'm sitting it down. It's so stable. you didn't even hold on to it? No, it's <laughs> it, it's stable. Look, it's flat. It's going to sit right there. Brady. He's like, 
He's like, Chris, if this vinegar spills out in my car, it's like I'm gonna slit your throat. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even playing games with you because he had he had a date in that car like later that weekend. Oh yeah. Well, we don't even go. I think we go hang out with our friends somewhere in town. Like we're we're already in town, so we just go. Everybody's hanging out like in the parking lot. So we go out and talk. Well, unbeknownst to me at the time, and him, the whole thing of vinegar spill. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. We get in the back and his car like reeks. I mean, yeah. it's like the whole jug. He's like, what in the heck? He's like, how in the heck did this spill? We didn't even go anywhere. He's like, what? look what you've done. I was like, I didn't do nothing. What are you talking about? He's like, why did you even bring vinegar? Oh, yeah, it's not Chris's fault. He brought the vinegar. He lost the lid. He set it in the back. I was what? like, it's not me. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, it's not my fault. I was like, yeah, you brought it. Why did you even take the lid off? How did you lose the lid? <laughs> and my response is like, don't worry, I'll fix this. He's like, you better. You better clean this up. I was like, look, there's the lid right here. And I picked up the lid. He's like, dude. I'm going to strangle you right now. I was like, don't worry. I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. Uh, Wait, I got to ask. Did you fix it? No. (laughs) Honestly, never had the intention to fix it. But in the moment, it sounded good. (laughs) So anyway, fast forward. I go and I think, I don't know where we were going, but I get back in his car. And this is an itty bitty car. And I'm freaking gigantic. About six foot six. In the 400s. Big dude. Size 19 shoe. Yeah, size 19 shoe. And <laughs> my left knee, when I sit down, goes into his air vents and crushes his <laughs> entire plastic air vent. He's like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm sorry, man. I was like, dude, I can fix that. He goes, what? He goes, can you really fix it? This is before he really knows. <laughs> He knows you're an idiot. Yeah, I was like, he's like, can really fix it, dude. I can have a guy that we could have these replaced. Hell, I could probably do this myself, you know, if you give me a weekend. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, you crushed the whole thing with your kneecap. <laughs> and then I, I didn't even really mean to. And then I end up stretching out like two minutes after that, and my right knee cracks the other air vent, <laughs> and I completely shatter the plastic uh, vent. He's like, dude, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Freaking destroying my car. I'm like, dude, listen. Like, I can fix you there, Vince. Like, this is cheap plastic crap anyway. I can get you some brand new things in here. I'll make you some out of cast iron. <laughs> you know, me knowing full well that they're going to stay that way unless he puts some money <laughs> you, into it. You knowing full well that you do not have the skills nor the oomph or the care to fix these problems. And so he's like... You know, and it's a old car, but he's fixed it up. No, he's taken care of it. You know, it's, he's kept it up. You can tell it's a used old car, but it's as nice as it could I do be. Feel, I do want to throw in here, as just a side note. I've heard, I've heard a, vari- a variation of this sto- this part of the story where the second air vent you actually smashed on purpose and said, "Look, now they're the same. <laughs> now they look the same." <laughs> It's okay now. See, I evened it out. That's why I'm glad Brady can't be here to defend himself. But <laughs> that may or may not have happened. But I don't know. If I can ever get him to comment on this, maybe he can tell his side of things. <laughs> it's funny the way you cut it. <laughs> but anyway, now we're going back and forth between football practice. So I've always got Gatorade or water with me. Does the car still stink at this point? The, the, the car has got a little bit of a funk. But sour. it's kind of wore off. But it's a, it's a tad sour. 
little little twangy. Okay. He got it out the best he could. <laughs> he, the key word is he got it out. <laughs> you did nothing. <clears throat> but um, you were going back and forth between football practice, so I've always got Gatorade or water. And after I after I drank the water and Gatorade, I'd have sat in the back of a seat, you know, behind behind us. He's like, dude. You better not get a freaking collection back there. Take those bottles and throw them away when you're done. It's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'll remember. I won't forget. It's like, just remind me just in case. I can fix it, Brady. I can fix it. Anyway, like a few weeks go by, and then yeah, we, he just looks back there one day. He's like, oh, my gosh, I got a village of plastic bottles back here. We're also giving his sister rides, his younger, his little sister. So I blame it on her. Like, man, your freaking sister's back here drinking these Gatorades and water like, you know, nobody's business leaving them, not throwing, not throwing them away. How could she? His little sister's drinking, what, probably a 32-ounce of Gatorade on the way to school. Brady's like, who are you trying to kid? I've seen your fat face drinking all these. He's like, you ain't going to hide it from anybody. He's like, stop using my car as a landfill. He's like, what is wrong with you? He's like, hey, I'll fix this. He's like, no, you're going to go out there right now with this trash bag. You're going to pick all that up. So I actually did pick all that up for him. Uh, you know, he was in the right. He had young. He's in the right in all these situations. <laughs> anyway, I like that every time he knows what's going to happen. He tells you what the outcome is going to be, <laughs> and you're like, "Dude, calm down. It's me, Chris. <coughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> I can fix this, man. I broke it, and so <clears throat> I can tell." That, you know that rubber seal on your door? You know, that that it's like on your door. And yeah, it's a, yeah, the seal goes <clears> the <throat> door jam. Anyway, I can tell it's starting to loose. And he can too, and he's telling me. He's like, Chris, be careful with that rubber seal. He's Once like, again, he sees the future. <laughs> he's like, get in gingerly, as, as easy as you can. He said, be careful, because I can tell it's coming loose. It's like, don't slam it, just try to get in. Of course, this is a tiny car. And so he's, we're worried about that. But I'm actually trying to keep it, you know, keep it in check. And I've already done so much to his car already that he's already on the alert and he's already a little bit, he's broken down a little bit. I'm starting to break him down some. You are starting to ruin his life. <clears throat> and so we all, me and a bunch of friends load up in his car. We all go swimming somewhere at someone's house. <laughs> and Brady on his car, on my, on the, I say my side, on the passenger side, there's a button somewhere. And if you press the button, it makes a chain, 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 chain. It won't stop. It makes a loud noise like that. Wait, okay. What's the purpose of that? I, I, we we have we still have no idea. I could probably look it up, look it up, and find out. But I I never done it. So I, it's just a loud noise for no reason. Just chain, chain, chain. It's super loud. Hmm. Okay. Maybe <clears throat> someone will hear this and tell us what's going on. So we all have a nice day. Like he's kind of forgiving for his car. We're back on you know we're back on the mend of things and. <laughs> We get done swimming. I go to I go to sit in his car. I open the door and, and slam it shut. My arms on that thing. It was chain, 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 chain. And while it does, the rubber seal falls all the completely the whole way off and drapes over over me and smacks him in the face. And it's like chain, 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 chain. But mind you, that sounds going the whole time, and I have no idea it's me. I'm like chain, 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 chain. Brady, he looks over at me, like just shaking his head, and like I can barely hear him. He's like, "Dude, what the, what the f? What's going on?" 
It's like, chain, 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 chain. It's like, I don't know the seal wisdom. I don't know what's going on. Chain, 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 chain. He's like, stop hitting the button. Chain, 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 chain. What button? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, get your fat mother effing on off the button. I don't know what button you're talking about. Chain, 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 chain. He's like, pick up your fat arms. And I pick him up and it stops. He's like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? You freaking broke my rubber seal. You're pressing the buttons. You're destroying my car. And I'm like, I had no idea. I was like, I can fix the seal. I was like, I can fix this rubber seal. He's like, you won't. You say you will, but you won't. You never fix anything. Y'all talk. I can do this. I can just hear the exasperation in his voice. Oh. You say you will, but you won't. You won't fix anything. He's like, he's like, you're full of crap. You're all full of crap. You won't ever fix anything. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got it. It's like, relax. I got it. <laughs> that realization is so from I try to, we try to glue it back on, but from here on out, every time I get in his car, that rubber seal's falling right on top of me. So he's just reminded of that every time. Is it also falling on him? <laughs> Yeah, it's a tapping him in the shoulder in his face every time. So he's just, it's just, he's boiling. And and he continues <clears throat> to give you rights and takes yeah. you everywhere. I mean, you know, he was a good friend to me. a class act. <laughs> he sees his life crumbling around him. So <laughs> he, he keeps <clears throat> helping you. A little bit of time goes by. And it's, I think it's like Thanksgiving break, possibly. Brady, it's, it's like nighttime. Brady's going to give me a ride back home. On the way back home. We're riding on the road, just sort of, you know, just sitting there, quiet, BS, and all of a sudden we hear a and just sparks are flying. Oh One gosh. side of the car is leaned over. I don't know if it's a tire rod or an axle, what you call it, but something's broke, and there's just sparks going crazy. We're like, Let's picture the scene. in the middle of the road. There's sparks flying everywhere. The car, something's broke. We're is, over. It, is it nighttime? Yeah, it's nighttime. So you can really see these sparks. So, yeah, so you can really see it. We're all leaned up on one side. And Brady just like parks the car. He doesn't even look at me. <laughs> he looks at the floor and just puts his head down for like a solid two and a half minutes. Doesn't say a word. What did you say? I'm just looking at him. <laughs> and I'm just like waiting for his reaction. Like, what's he going to say? And he and, and there's just two two and a half minutes of complete silence, and all of a sudden I hear he just he does this and just say he says this and stares at the floor. He's like, "Chris, you have single handedly destroyed my car." He's like, "You have destroyed the only thing I've ever really liked." He's like, "I bought this with my own money. I was so proud of it, and you destroyed it." <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't destroy this car. I was like, that's not my fault. The tire rod or whatever breaking on it. It's not my fault. Change, 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 change. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't worry, I can fix it. It goes. And he does it. he's like, no, you can't. You say you will, but you can't. He's like, you're full of false promises. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the whole thing. I'll fix it. You won't. So you he, say you can. So he is completely broken down. <laughs> You have destroyed this guy. And that's all that's left. And to make matters worse, his dad comes to help us. He's like, we need to get a lot of weight on that one end so we can prop it up and get this thing out of the road. He's like, Chris, go over there and sit on it. So I get, as soon as I sit on the edge of that car, it just all kinds of stuff just break. <laughs> and Brady's just watching this, just like, you know, it's just driving it home more and more. Like, I'm just sitting, now I'm sitting on the edge of it and breaking all kinds of stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> as his dad drives it off in a ditch. <laughs> it's a symbolic of his life. <clears throat> so, unless there's stories I can't remember about that car, I'm sure Brady remembers a lot. That's the whole Brady car destroying story. Oh, did he? Okay, did he ever get his car fixed? I believe they put it to rest. Oh man, I so think he put the death nail. In yeah, I think thing. that was. I think we totaled it that night. And uh, what made matters worse, probably the worst thing about this is. I had, I had a collector's edition DVD copy of Jaws I left in that car. I'll never get that back. Yeah, you're the real victim in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Brady would agree that you lost more than he did. <clears throat> this guy just want to be your friend, Chris. Hey, you know, his dad thanked me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> his dad, at the very end of this, his dad's probably wishing, man, I wish this hot park didn't ever set foot in my house. <laughs> so, now that we completed that... Let's move on to the wedding stories. I actually forgot about these wedding stories, but I, you, you, you reminded me about them yesterday. Oh, I enjoy these. I, <clears throat> I also enjoy these stories. And this is, fast forward a few years, you know, we're out of high school. He's forgiven you for destroying yeah. his prized possession. We have moved on and patched things up the best we could. <laughs> and his sister's, getting, his sister's getting married, having a wedding in Dallas. And so we're going to go there and spend a couple days and, you know, hang out and you know, visit with the family. It's that admirable stuff. that this family still likes you enough to take you on a wedding trip. I don't even think I was invited. That's the <laughs> that thing. That sounds better. You know, who not? I think I just showed up and you know, whatever. Got my carry on back, guys. <laughs> but um, what's funny is I think it was supposed to be a small wedding. And then like people like me were showing up and ended up being like more people, you know, than what they thought. But this wedding is <laughs> at a old Victorian home. You know, everything's like really nice and has that, I don't know what you call that, you know, like old the architecture. Yeah, like an old classic touch. So, like a Victorian style house <clears throat> type. Is yeah. So, basically, what that means is the house isn't going to have any air conditioning <laughs> and it's going to be, everything's going to be really expensive and extra fragile because it's old as crap. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <clears throat> you are the bull, their house and wedding is the china shop. And Brady's family knows how destructive I am. You know, they've already learned this years ago with the Brady's car and everything in their porch that I broke. And, yeah, you fell through their porch. <laughs> broke so, his bed. The porch, I'll say that for another day. But So they know. So they're already gearing themselves up like, hey, Chris, Chris is coming into town. Probably going to be a bull in a china shop out here. We need so. a heavy set proof this house. Yeah. So let's, let's, you know, let's warn him now. Of the things that he might break, so he avoids breaking them. It's smart. It's a good game plan. Well, it's an outside wedding behind the house in the backyard. Now, unbeknownst to me, there are sprinklers everywhere in the backyard. I don't know this. It's, we get there at night. So I'm walking back. Well, I'm walking in the backyard. Brady's dad can see me, and I can tell he's, you know, his gears are turning. He's like, I need to get to this guy and you know, give him the warnings. I've got to stop this before it happens. He starts telling me about the sprinklers. He's like, hey, don't break those kink. And I just kick over a sprinkler and bust like. It's just spraying. He's like, (laughs) it actually wasn't spraying. They were turned off, but I broke the whole thing. So like, it doesn't work. And he's like, I was just about to say, please watch out for the sprinklers. I don't want to have to replace all these. I was like, I'm sorry, Brady's dad. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then I'm walking, and then I like I start backing up. I break another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I, well, there's sprinklers everywhere. It's a landmine. He's like, I just told you to watch where you're stepping. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I can't see. <laughs> okay, wait. Did anybody else break one? Or did you just break two? 
I might have, I think I broke three. I broke another one. What? Yeah, later on, I couldn't see. It was dark out there. How is it that everybody manages to avoid these sprinklers, but you break three? That last one I broke, I was beside my buddy Jared. He was there with us. Uh, I was like, Jared, please take the blame for this. Please, I can't do it. I can't, take, I can't go down for another one. Uh, He's God. like, I guess, Chris. Brady, I mean, um, Jared's like, my bad, guys. I mean, I broke it. Everybody loved Jared. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's okay, Jed, you know. <laughs> You're like, dodge the bullet. I'm like, well, I was like, I think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to break anything the rest of this trip. Oh, well, me. let's listen to the story, right? <laughs> so time moves on, and Brady's mom is trying to, you know, she's taking care of me. And, th- and, and th- this is the type of wedding where all they had was like those thin plastic chairs. Oh, you know, I, th- like I, I think we've actually have talked about those in a previous episode. Yeah, like, like the type of chairs that just you imagine being in hell. It's like two little super small plastic chairs, like yeah. being held together by two little screws. Yeah, it looked like a looks like the five year old made an arts and crafts class. Yeah, I know, so, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is before I had my big guy, my fat guy chair. So I'm already scoping out the place, thinking, man, this ain't looking good for me. All of a sudden, I see this huge wooden chair. <laughs> Brady's mom like, don't worry. Like, I'm already, I already got you. I'm taking care of you. I got this chair scoped out for you. It's yours. I'm like, oh man, like, I love you. Like, thank you so much. I like how much this family enjoys you supposedly and <laughs> likes you and looks out for you, even though you destroy everything in their life. Oh yeah, I definitely, I, <laughs> I definitely owe them some things for sure. The great family, I love them to death. I, I miss them like crazy. They were nothing but great to me for all the things I've done to them. <laughs> And so, but what's funny is everybody is sitting in these plastic chairs. I'm dragging this big freaking wooden chair everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to move different places in the yard. So I was like, where's Chris at? I hold on. He's back there dragging his <laughs> freaking huge chair down here. So I'm just sitting in this big old wooden chair. The wedding goes off without a hitch. You know, it's a good time. And then we sit down at, at all the tables, still outside. It's time to eat. And my stomach starts to gurgle. <laughs> I'm like, Rrr. it's time to eat. Why? Nah, this is a different type of gurgle. Like, oh. you better get to the bathroom now. Oh, I got you. But I'm like, I don't want to take a big dump in this old Victorian home because there's so <laughs> many people here. There's no telling how many people have thought that same exact thing. I don't so, want to take a big dump in this Victorian only one, home. There was only one bathroom downstairs, I thought. I was like, Rrr. my stomach's basically like, get to the bathroom. Yeah. I told Brady, I was like, dude, I got a dump. <laughs> I was like, dude, I can't do it now. I said, you better go do it right now while we're eating. He was like, this is the best time to do it. Everybody's going to be eating. He's like, he's like, are you sure? Do you think so? He's like, go for it. I was like, there's only one bathroom. He's like, there's one upstairs. I'm like, okay, thank God. So I run upstairs. There's no windows in this bathroom. I'm like, dang it. I can't let this sucker air out. I uh, hate those like that. So I go up there and go to Dumpville, and it's horrible. And I'm thinking, I mean, I, I seriously thought this. I like, thank God ain't nobody up here. All of a sudden, I hear a, can, are somebody in there? Can I come in? I'm like, but then I get super quiet thinking it's going to go away. Like, if I don't say anything, maybe they'll leave. <laughs> hey, is someone in there? The door's locked. Finally, I'm like, yeah, give me a minute. I'll be out. Give me 12 then, hours. <laughs> yeah, then I get up and the ceiling's so slanted because the way the house is built, I hit my head on the ceiling. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I can't get the smell out of here. I'm like, ah, oh, there's a there's an air can of air freshener. So I'm dousing the room. 
dancing around like a gala girl in there, just shoving this freaking air freshener everywhere, everywhere it'll go. Nothing like crap-scented lemonade. And I'm like, it sounds like it was a woman. I was like, and there's, there's like, finally I was like, Chris, you're going to have to face the music. Maybe she's gone. You know, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Walk out the door, she's waiting on me. One of the freaking hottest bridesmaids there. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, ah, I'm Chris. <laughs> I was like, well, all finished up in there. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Walk back down the stairs. And the food's all gone. It was all, they have all the, I think Olive Garden catered the wedding. The food was all gone. I was like, dang it. I don't even get to eat now. Brady's like, don't worry. I went and got us a plate, a big plate of food. He just got one plate of food. There's like a mountain of lasagna and food on there for the both of us. That so, actually sounds good. So me and him are eating off the same plate. <laughs> and his mom's looking over at us like, what the heck is wrong with you two? So that was pretty funny. Then everybody starts, there's bottles of wine at our table. It's like a little bubbly. Everybody starts making toasts. There's like 13 toasts at this wedding. Okay, wait. Please tell me you made a toast. <laughs> No, I thought about it, but I was like, you know, this is not about you, so don't stand up and try to make it. Everybody made a dramatic toast, and I was like, what if I just stood up and made a funny like little joke or story? Oh, man, that would be great. But I hey, didn't. everybody, Chris has a toast. You know the sprinkler breaking guy? <laughs> I didn't want to ruin the story, so I, and that's the first time I ever had wine. I tasted it. tasted disgusting, yeah. so I dumped it out of my shoulder. Well, every toast, I poured it back up. I was like, hey. And I dumped it over my shoulder. What? Brady can see me over the corner. He's just dying out laughing. I can hear him watching me in the corners laughing. Brady's, this is like an upscale house and everything. That wine that you were just dumping on the ground was probably like quality stuff. I don't know why I was dumping it. I don't know. I just didn't leave the same wine in there. But I was like, yeah, hey, here, here. Congratulations. Whack. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the difference between an $8 bottle of wine and an $800 bottle, personally. But I bet you it was not 8 bucks. I bet you it was high. And Brady's dad just burning, burning a hole through me, staring at me, and like <laughs> just shaking his head. I can see him like, he's destroying my life. And so, then I'm like, I got I to get sent. The toast is over. The party, you know, the little reception kicks back off. I'm like, all right, I got to go, go get something real to drink here. So they have these tea jugs set up, and the tea jugs are like huge glass jugs with a tab on the end of them. So you pull the tab, and you know the tea comes out the the, the spout, as tea tends to do. <clears throat> well, I pull the tab, and I rip the tab completely off. I break what? it, and I like, and the tea just starts pouring out like crazy. Dude, this is like something out of an old 1980s <laughs> comedy. Like when they turn the ice cream machine on and it won't go off. So I've, so I've got my teacup under there, like drinking as much as I can, putting the putting the cup back over there, just chugging it. I'm like, I can't drink anymore. And it's just constantly running out. Yeah, fill my, gla- fill my glass back up, turn the tea where it's just pouring out on the ground, just walk away because nobody was up there with me. That's, who Are you Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> later. Like, I mean, like... Who who else would this happen to? I went and whispered to Brady, Hey, I broke the tea jug, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> it was like, I've broken too much at this wedding. Like, but, your whole experience at this wedding, and then these people's lives, is like some sort of 1930s, like, <laughs> I don't know, slapstick comedy. Then all of a sudden I hear, Hey, who broke this tea jug? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who the hell did it. Brady, did you break that tea jug? It must have been that other guy you blamed the yeah. <laughs> the third sprinkler on. I seen Jared over there earlier. You know how he is. <laughs> like, that dude has no reg- has no regard for anything. You know, you broke all those sprinklers last night. So anyway, I'm sure there's a lot I'm leaving out of here. But Brady, if there is a, if there is more you want to add to it, comment on our Facebook page and let the people know. But the last thing I remember 
it's three o'clock in the morning. Everybody, everybody stayed at that house. <clears throat> I actually fell asleep on a gazebo. I just got a little blanket and fell asleep out there. Somehow, in the, somehow in the night, I hit my car alarm button, and my car alarm starts going off. You know, it's as quiet as a mouse out there. All the lights go on in that house. Everybody's waking up. What the heck is going on out here? And I'm like shuffling. You know when you're nervous? Yeah. And you can't find, like, what am I doing? I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm blind. I'm blind. So, <laughs> so finally I get it turned off. I was like, my bad, guys. Like, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. And anyway, to cap it off, I went to bed that night. I wake up the next morning. Brady's grandfather, who was, like, one of the sweetest men you'll ever meet in your life, was standing over me, reading the Bible, and praying over me. What? <laughs> was he worried about you? Or I just, you know, being he was just, he was just being a good guy. Like, yeah. he was just praying over me. And uh, <laughs> I woke up. I'm in my boxers. And, like, days I wake up and I see his grandfather. He's reading his Bible, praying over me. And he's smiling at me. He's like, hey, good morning, Chris. <laughs> I'm like, good morning, Brady's grandpa. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm a degenerate. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're having the, <laughs> I'm sorry you're having the need to feel like you need to pray over me. But, no, nah, he's a sweetheart of a man. I love that guy. I love Brady's whole family. You know, he put up with a lot over the years. Chris, you should. If anybody <laughs> should dislike anybody in this relationship, it's them. Well, that's pretty much it. And I just want to reinforce for folks, hey, this sounds made up. It literally sounds like the plot of a 1980s slapstick. I don't know, like an old Adam Sandler movie or something. This is 100% true stories. This is Chris's life. Yeah, you know... If you're gonna, if I'm gonna be involved in your life in any sort of capacity, just get ready for stuff like this. And the bad thing is, a lot of this stuff, I I don't mean for it to happen. It just happens to me. Oh man, that that almost makes it worse. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I've got bukus and bukus of all kinds of stories. And maybe I hope people find these funny. I always thought they were pretty funny. Yeah, of course. With any of our content, if you like, ain't crazy about, leave us a comment on our Facebook group. We love to hear from you. But, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. I know you have tons of stories, even especially just about Brady. Brady, we appreciate everything you did for Chris when y'all were growing up. I'm sorry he ruined your life, and I hope that you have forgave him and moved on. I guess I owe you a car. Maybe if I ever make it big off this podcast, I'll buy you an old Thunderbird. But you got to give me rides. <laughs> I'm not going to buy myself a car. You just got to me, pull me around. Okay, Ryan. I said we had enough story time for the day. Chris, great stories as always. I love hearing those. But yes, we have a food review that I have been looking forward to for, I think, like two months. I mean, it's been a while, but it took me a little while to find this. Normally, I credit uh, whoever brought this to my attention, but I'll be honest, Chris, I, I cannot remember who this was. So if you're listening... And you told me about the Captain Crunch Berry-tastic pancake mix and the Ocean Blue syrup. I apologize. I'm not going to be able to give you a shout-out. It may have been our friend Thad, but I might be wrong about that. Could be. Let's go ahead and give him a shout-out. Uh, thank you, old Thadawack. Old you know, oh, yeah, I'm, actually, <clears throat> I'm actually remembering, like, uh, he got, didn't he just get engaged? I believe so. I don't know if he wants us to announce that on the podcast, but maybe maybe he doesn't mind. Okay, well, too late now. But shout out to Fatty Wack and Mrs. Future Fatty Wack. Yeah, congratulations there, old Fatty Wack. 
Give a dog a bone. Let's go. <laughs> a wishbone. <laughs> Guys, today we have the Captain Crunch Berry Tastic Pancake Mix and the Captain Crunch Ocean Blue Maple Flavored Syrup. As soon as I found out about this, I was like, we have got to talk about that on the podcast. We have got to try this. A blue syrup. Everybody already knows how much we love blue novelty treats or or drinks or whatever. So refreshing. Yeah, blue is definitely the most appetizing color. That's for that's a fact. Now, to kind of explain this a little better, uh, I found that I bought this at Walmart. It, it, the packaging on it is amazing. It's basically just Aunt Jemima brand pancake mix with crunch berry cereal bits in in the batter, in the mix. And the syrup is just regular maple flavored syrup, but it's a bright, beautiful blue color. And Chris, like I told you before, I absolutely love the packaging on this. I love Captain Crunch. I love cereal in general. They definitely knew what they were doing with the whole branding thing, of course. I mean, I mean, it, they knew they had a hit. I mean, just you put all you got to do is put the picture on the box. Who the hell cares what's in it? I about to say the, the the actual box of pancake mix just looks like a cereal box. Only he is trying to sell you pancakes instead of cereal. <coughs> and then you have this uh, thing, this container of syrup. It is your standard looking syrup bottle, but it has you know it's filled with blue syrup. And it has an amazing, I love the label on this that says Captain Crunch's Ocean Blue Maple Flavored Syrup. The packaging is on point. I love the packaging. And I was so glad I was able to find this. And Chris, I did things a little differently this week. When I showed up, I made us a little breakfast to start things off. Yeah, Ryan put on his apron. Yeah, my, my, my chef hat. Oh, As always, I took my shirt off so nothing would get on me. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan cooked with his shirt off, and <laughs> I was just thinking, man, I hope somebody comes up to the window right now. <laughs> I look at Chris, he's looking at my man breast, and I'm like, bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> I hold up, let me take a picture of this. I get Ryan's man breast in the photo of the pancakes. <laughs> you just see, like, the top of the bridge of my nose. I'm like, eh. Yeah, you do, there's a nipple hanging over the pancake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, gro- that's grossing me out. <laughs> oh, that would be great. I came here. It was the first time we had tried the pancakes. I made up a batch. I think I made four. We took photos of it, which we'll post in the Facebook group. And Chris, I was not disappointed by this syrup. I poured this syrup on, and it is a beautiful blue color. The pancakes have kind of like a bluish hue to them. When you actually cut into it, you can see where there's like the little bits, little like blue or purple or red, just little bits in the mix. Unfortunately, these pancakes had, in our opinion, a flaw, a fairly major flaw. Chris, they, the changes they make to this are pretty much just aesthetic. Just they, It just looks different. The syrup tastes like regular table syrup, and the pancake mix, even though it's got the cereal bits in there, tastes to me just like regular Aunt Jemima pancakes. Here's my problem with that. You are right. This is very aesthetic. You know, it's very pleasing to the eye. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you have kids, they're going to love it just because it's bluish pancakes with a really, really blue syrup. Mm -hmm. So, of course, and it's probably aimed more for kids. But when you're telling me that there's a Captain Crunchberry pancake mix and syrup, I'm expecting I'm expecting it to taste like Captain Crunchberries. 
Yeah, and we've had products in the past that were infused with cereal, like the ice creams and whatnot, and they carried that cereal's flavor. And I love Captain Crunch. I love Crunch Berries, but if it was supposed to alter the taste and not just the appearance, I really didn't taste the difference, especially when you're putting syrup over it. Oh, yeah, and, and that's the whole point. Like, why waste the time? Like, if, if you're going to market it like that, it needs to taste that way. Don't just do it for a quick money grab and just for, you know, just for the look of it. That's what it felt like. Let's make this. Let's not really put, you know, a whole lot of time into it. Let's just call it Captain Crunch Pancake Mix and sell it. I'm not, I don't have as harsh of an outlook on it as you do. I still like this. And I absolutely, even though the syrup tastes like normal table syrup, I just love that syrup. I'm in love with it. it that blue color, oh, I just, I don't know. It, it feels like summertime. It is a very cool look. And the only way I will be happy with this is that I'm not sure if it costs more than regular pancake mix or not. I think that the price is basically the same as name brand Aunt Jemima products. Remember I told you it was more expensive? Because normally if I'm going to make pancakes, I'm going to get the great value brand pancake mix and also the same brand of syrup, which is definitely cheaper. If that is the case, that, that it is the same price, then I'm a little bit less harsh on it because usually they jack the price up a buck or two just in because sa- of the name. In southwest Arkansas, things are usually a little cheaper in the south. It was $3 for the pancake mix and it was $3 for the bottle of pancakes. Or, I mean, the bottle of syrup. And they are both the, the standard size for the, okay. those items. Well, I, thought, I think that's the same price as, like, name brand. So, I think, and that, yeah. so I'm a little bit less harsh on it now. And this is this is name brand. It was, it was the Aunt Jemima brand of, of syrup and pancake mix. But here's the thing. It tastes, if you like, I know a lot of people make their pancakes from scratch. There's more people, I think, like us, who have used these mixes in the past. The, the type of mixes that you just add water to. So that is the thing, and this is real easy to explain. If you like the store-bought pancake mixes that you just have to add like a cup of water to or whatever, then you'll like this. It's But it's nothing more than that. It looks slightly different. To me, the pancake mix, I, I wouldn't even waste the money on as much as go for that syrup. If you have kids, they're going to love this blue syrup. I, I'm a hundred years old and I love it. Yeah, that syrup is it's definitely what makes it. I mean, it's appetizing. It's just a cool look. And yeah, it definitely. feels like summer. It may it honestly made me feel like in my brain, I knew it tasted the same as regular pancakes, but it made me it made it taste slightly better just because of that artificial blue uh, color. I, I've got this weird, sick relationship of artificial coloring. That's probably not good. Yeah, that blue, it will definitely play tricks on your taste buds. But really feel like we've said all we could say about it. Now let's get into our official review of it. Chris, for me, I like pancakes. Therefore, I like this. I am bumping this up a little bit just because of that blue, beautiful blue syrup. But at the same time, I got to take off a point because they didn't improve the, the taste. They did not improve the flavor. And it's a missed opportunity to put a little, to infuse this with a little Captain Crunch goodness, not just piddle his name out there. I'm going to give this a three out of five. It's heavy set worthy, nothing more, nothing less. But I do recommend the syrup. If you're going to get anything, get that blue syrup, especially if you have some kiddos. 
Yeah, as you know, our rating scale, we change it from a zero to five, five being the best, zero, of course, being the worst. Yeah, five garbage. is heavy set heaven, zero is heavy set hell. So I originally gave this a 2.5 only because I thought it was overpriced because it doesn't taste anything like Captain Crunch. It's just aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But now knowing that it's not overpriced, I'm going to bump that up to a three. Oh, so you feel the same so way I, I feel do. because it, it's great tasting. I mean, it's Aunt Jemima pancakes. You can't yeah. go wrong. And we both love breakfast food. Yeah. And this just gives a fun little twist on it, especially this time of year. It is one of those things I feel plays in the summertime, you know, like I've said already. But, yeah, I mean, basically, if you just want normal pancakes, check this out. It's heavy set worthy. Nothing more, nothing less. If you're going to get any of it, splurge and get the syrup. The pancakes really aren't worth it, the actual mix itself. And your kids will be thanking you. So will Ryan. Okay, Ryan. Well, now it's time to get into everybody's favorite part of the podcast, Heavy set, almost. <laughs> it's called the hypothetical hoot nanny. <laughs> almost said heavy set go. All right, hypothetical hoot nanny. Yay! <laughs> Yeehaw! Everybody's favorite segment of the podcast. I'm ready for a good old fashioned hoot nanny. Hypothetically. Okay, Ryan. Are you gonna start? I'm gonna I don't start. Even know off. Why I ask you anymore? I'm gonna you start off with go you. first. I love to end them with yours, Ryan. You're walking around your house. As I've known to do. And you start to feel weird. You start to feel a little different. A little off kilter, maybe. And come to find out, there is a website called the Ryan Files. Or the R-Files. Oh, man. Okay, first off, I love that name. And on Ryan Files, and you, you find this website, and you realize it is a massive phenomenon. It has been kept secret from you for a while. You are just now finding out about this, and this website is, all it is is pictures and videos of you. Very revealing pictures and videos of you. As a matter of fact, it's pictures of you in every setting of your life. Using the bathroom, taking a dump, taking wait, wait, a shower. Using the bathroom and taking a dump? <laughs> Possibly, maybe you're involved in some, you know, whatever intimate encounter, it's there. And it is on the web for everybody to see. Wait, when did this start? It's been going on for a long time. Like my teenage years? Mm, little, yeah. Look, look, go ahead. It's, it's your teenage years. Oh, man. So it was captured a lot. Back when Ryan was growing up and getting to know his body a little more <laughs> <laughs> intimately. Oh, no. Uh, what are, let's turn in for Ryan shower time. Let's go to the Ryan files. I got a feeling those might fall into the best of the R files. I don't think he's in there playing with a rubber ducky. Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And you find out that Grubbs is a part of this. Your roommate. Grubbs has been like helping taking these videos and snapping pictures of you. Yeah, my roommate and our good friend Grubbs making another appearance on the podcast. Because people, because every time people upload this, they're getting, they're getting a lot of money for it. We're getting a ton of money. Wait, so, so Grubbs is making bank off the R files? Grubbs is making money off of you. Off of the Ryan files. I prefer the R files. The R files. Makes me sound like I have edge. And so you were kind of like shocked and dumbfounded by this whole thing. You reach out to the company. You're like, what the heck is going on? And um, you're like, y'all can't be doing this. Like, Ryan, calm down. Calm down. Well, here, listen, we're going to offer you something. I'm like, what, what can you possibly offer me? We're going to offer you $2 million. And 15% of all future earnings. 
You get a 15% cut off all future earning from the R files. And they're going to continue to, you know, you don't know, you, you, you have no idea when you're going to be getting filmed or getting photos taken of you. It's just going to be the way it is. And now it's going to be public and even more public now that, now that you know about it. So they're going to give you, they bring, bring you a deal. They're going to offer you $2 million and a 15 percentage cut from here on out off of all future earnings. Or they shut the whole website down and give you nothing. But everybody's going to have all the memories, possibly screenshots, possibly screen recordings of that website of pictures and videos of you. Very revealing pictures and videos. And you will, it'll get shut down. Everybody will have the memory, but you will have no money. Or, the, or you keep it alive, make $2 million plus 15% of future earnings. What are you going to do? Oh, Chris. Okay. Here's the thing. You can't, once something is on the internet, you can never truly get rid of it again. Especially if it's the huge juggernaut mega hit that is the R files. I don't care if it's a, a, a small obscured thing, like maybe a celebrity nude pic or whatever. They can sponge the internet clean. That stuff still is going to pop up. So at this point, it's been going on since at least my teenage years or whatever. I can never get rid of the R files. It's going to exist online in some shape, form, or fashion. And as you know, and as people know now by listening to our podcast, I'm a fairly revealing, laid-back guy. Not saying I walk around in the buff, but... Ryan is super comfortable with his body. Yeah, I There will mean, be shirtless photos coming soon. <laughs> yeah. So if you need to puke, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I, what I, I'm saying all that to say, I would probably just take the money, sign the contracts, because I'd be like, man, this is a really good deal for me. And basically nothing changes. I still just continue to go about my life. And the R Files continues to be a huge hit. Yeah, I mean, that's... But but it'll kind of change because now I'm getting a 15% take and some money up front. Yeah, now you're you're rich. We could put more time into the podcast, you know, get uh, make it a little better. (laughs) Think about all the food runs we've been on and all the photos from that. Oh, yeah, the old-fashioned food run would really beef up a notch. But, okay, I mean, that's basically what I thought you would do. So you're going to take the money. We're going to keep up with the R-Files. I'm on board with the R-Files. I'd almost wish you'd do a massive reveal and be like, there is an (laughs) R-Files, and this is happening. It would make me happy. Well, tune in next week when we show Ryan the R-Files. But okay, um, well, now that we got that out of the way, what do you have for me this week? All right, Chris. You ready? Let's roll. Oh, good, good one, by the way. I enjoyed that. But for you, you are walking around. In the park, you're going for a walk in your favorite imaginary park. And you're enjoying the day, shooting the breeze, you know, skip, skip, boop, da, bop, boop. But, Chris, you see something. You see a murder. Oh, no. You are the sole witness to a mob hit. <laughs> the small Southwest Arkansas mob. <laughs> Pretty vicious. You are the witness to this murder and being the good citizen you are you have to testify chris and that's right i'm not giving you the choice whether you testify or not (laughs) you testify you stand up and you're like it was them it was the southwest arkansas mob they did it now chris you've done a good thing you've helped put one of their main guys away for a long time but oh no 
the unfortunate thing is the mob, they like to get even. <laughs> the, the mob in this situation is not famous for whacking people. They're not worried. They, they never, uh, you know, kill a, a witness in this situation. They like to give them a longer lasting memory of how they messed up by ratting them out. They are famous for castration. Oh, no. If they, anybody that has ever testified against this mob has been caught and castrated, but then they let you live. Oh, no. They dump you back into normal society. Chris, but don't worry, because there is an escape for you. Because the FBI wants to put you into witness protection. Chris, you are going to be Biff Skydancer. <laughs> That's your new name. Biff and you are going to be relocated to New Mexico. Now, Chris, I bet with a name like Biff Skydancer, you're thinking you're going to have a fairly whimsical life with a whimsical new job. However, you are not. Your new job is that you, for the rest of your life, you are going to be Biff Skydancer, and you are going to be a sewage diver oh. for, the, for New Mexico. Oh. Now, do you know what a sewage diver is? I don't even know if I... That's pretty much all you need to say. It's when you dive, but I will, I will elaborate anyway. It's when you dive into raw sewage in order to maintain the pipes and the drainage system and everything for the area you're in. And this is a real job? This is a real job. Did you Biff have from Back to the Future animals. have this job or something? You can look this up. You can look this up on YouTube. You know, you may be removing uh, dead animals or even uh, humans that have been. Oh my gosh! You got to remove dead bodies out of there. Yes. I mean, anything. There could be anything. You have to take the obstruction out and remove it. It could oh. be animals. People have found, like I said, people have found corpses. That are clogging up the the pipeways and making the sewage run over into the cities, and just and you're wading through hypodermic needles, you know, a uh, poopy doop. Poopy <laughs> doop. What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> All of this raw sewage, you are wading through it every day of your life to, in order to unclog and unobstruct these pipes and keep a good flowing sewage draining system for whatever city that you're working in so chris this is what i'm asking you do you take the witness protection gig and become a sewage diver named biff for the rest of your life you can't change jobs you can't bring any attention to yourself this is your life until you retire or do you stay and hope that the mob doesn't get to you the percentage the chance that the mob gets to you is 30 percent so if you stay and maintaining your regular life, you have a 30% chance of being castrated. What do you do? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to uh, think about this for a minute. That's a lot to take in. Is it How painful is a castration going to be? It's going to be you're really... Being castra- I'm sure the mob will take a light hand to this. <laughs> I just thought I, maybe they're going to numb it first. I don't know. Uh, old Bubba Bugaloo is going to grab your hand and be like, don't worry, son. This will just take a second. It'll feel like a pinch. Oh, it's probably going to be like a raw, like a dull blade. Like, I'm sure they're going to make you feel it. You, you put one of their guys away. Yeah, for murder. You're getting your weenie cut off. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to feel good. <laughs> Oh, get my old wiener bob cut. <laughs> the old wiener bob. 
I don't know. Oh my goodness! Just thinking about that, I that's, don't know if I could get like that's like a thirty percent chance, seventy percent chance you can you can make it. I just don't know if I could. Oh, but if you don't make it, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> just thinking about it, just that's like the one thing. Well, I probably shouldn't say that. It's just the one thing I enjoy. I probably should have said that. But, oh my god. <laughs> What else am I gonna do? It's all over after after that. I guess you have to take up solitaire. I don't know. <laughs> Be one depressed son of a gun. <laughs> or you can you can avoid the risk, become Biff Sky Dancer. So I become Biff Sky Dancer. I move to New Mexico. I never see or speak to y'all ever again. I mean, am I, do I keep in contact or what? No, no. This is your new life. Do I start or do I actually, am I going to get married and have children or? No. I'm just going to be alone. Which... <laughs> You're going to be alone. You can date, but never have children and never marry in oh. New Mexico City. This is so tough because here's the thing, though. You bring up getting caught. I mean, to me, you say 30%, but to me, in my mind, it's like, that's 100% because I will eventually get caught. I can't run from anything. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I can run away from running. is a diet. And the last thing you can do is blend in. Yeah. I'll put on this disguise. I got it. That reminds me of one time, quick little side story. When I was a senior, a bunch of our kids in our class pranked our high school. And they thought I had something to do with it. Our school high school has cameras. I'm like, look back at the cameras. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to spot me out. <laughs> I was like, they didn't come back to me. That guy was twice the size of someone else. Yeah. Who grabbed one of his fellow students and ate him. <laughs> Did I see that guy? Chris, you're getting arrested for eating one of your one of your classmates. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> okay, back to this. Uh, this is like I'm torn. This is just <laughs> really tough. I mean, getting my getting my freaking weenie chopped off, or living a life being a sewage diver. You know, doing God knows what, diving into sewage. I can't even swim. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to learn how to swim in a crap pot. <laughs> you know how I keep a, a book of ideas about the podcast, and I have a page that's full of hypotheticals to reach from with different ones. This one is <laughs> that I wrote down for the idea is Chris goes in witness protection or be, or gets castrated. <laughs> I, I hate to think if anyone had found this book and was like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> he really hates Chris. Those heavyset brothers are into some weird things. <laughs> um. Here's what I would do. I don't think I could leave this life. I don't because I don't you know if it was to be if it was to be like a great occupation like you know maybe I'm a cheeseburger tester, a horse breeding, horse breeding, <laughs> horse breeding. <laughs> oh, uh. Biff Sky Dancer, <laughs> welcome to my horse breeding ranch. <laughs> a horse breeding ranch. I think. I would take the risk. Wow. I would actually think I would do whatever it took to try to avoid these redneck mobsters. Wow. Now, I'm kind of surprised. I don't. I just don't think I could live... Because here's the deal. If I live that other... If I get my weenie cut off... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, I don't know why. It's almost shocking to hear that word. Yeah, it is. It's one of those words I hate, like... Poot. I hate when people say poot. It just yeah. makes me sick. If I get my dong chopped off, <laughs> that sounds a little better. Or if I'm a sewage diver, I'm going to want to jump off a cliff no matter what. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what's better, but at least I can avoid the whole dong chopping for a while. 
yeah, that's a, that's your outlook. It'll happen eventually. I'll worry about that later. Yeah, I, that's me. I'll put I'll put it off until <laughs> until I have to until I'm forced to deal with it. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a heck of a thing to deal with. Oh, it would be brutal. I would. I mean, I would try to do whatever I could to get out of it. I might I, just I tell understand. them to kill me. But boys, you might as well put a pistol in my head because <laughs> I don't want to. I can't go through this. Uh, but I'm thinking even. <sighs> Even if they start cutting it off, I'm probably going to pass out. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming of the pain. Oh, you wake up. It was just a dream. Wait a minute. <laughs> don't worry. You're like, don't worry. This ain't going to take long. We're not going to have to do much cutting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One job. Okay, go ahead. It's already done. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you guys bring out the machete? Get the scissors. Those little scissors right there. What's wrong with you? This will be quick. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at it. Look at that little thing. Oh, Lord. I guess someone's got a rattle. <laughs> you want your pop ball? <laughs> stick, that, stick that in that shot glass and move it over there, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's tough, but I would do, I would try to avoid them, take the 30% risk, and see what happens, and... And then if I drive my vehicle off a bridge, you know why? <laughs> Chris must got the mom must have caught up with him. <laughs> All right, so you'd stay and face that. I'm surprised. I, I thought you would take the sewage diver job as Biff. It really is tough. I mean, it's tough either way. But I'm thinking of the long term of that. Like I'm every glad day. because I want it to be tough every <laughs> day. I ask these, but okay, I'll take that answer. That's a good hypothetical. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Chris, in closing, we, got to, we want to remind everybody to rate and review the show. Please join us on Facebook at the Heavyset Podcast Facebook group. Leave us a message. You know, anything you want to post about, you know, drop us a line. And if you have anything you want to add to the mailbag, but you don't, you're too lazy to write a letter, you can always email us at the Heavyset Podcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, anything. We appreciate everything. And before we get out of here, let's give a quick shout out. <laughs> he probably won't. Want, he probably doesn't want to be associated with us after this podcast, but we'll see. That, that could be anybody. I don't know who you're about to bring <clears throat> up. Give a quick shout out to my buddy Alex. He just created a Facebook page called Bear Vinyl Designs. Bear is spelled B E R R. That's B E two R's. Bear Vinyl Designs, and he is making custom decals and for you know koozies, cups. You know, decals for your car, all kinds of stuff. You can put them on koozies. Go search that Facebook page up. It's Bear Vinyl Vinyl Designs. Hit him up. Look at his decals. He makes great quality stuff. Oh yeah, he made us a heavy set podcast decal. Very cool. Yeah, Man, we it, appreciate it, Alex. Yeah, I almost forgot to bring that up. Yeah, he made it. it made us a heavy set podcast decal, and eventually, whenever I get my car clean, I haven't got my car washed, and I haven't put it on yet. But I will so put this it on. This could be another six months. <laughs> yeah, eventually, I'm gonna put it on and take a picture. Well, you got to put it on the right way. And I don't want to screw it up. Oh yeah, but yeah, I know. Go give him. Go give that page a like. Hit him up. He'll make you some great quality stuff. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Go check out Alex. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening as always we appreciate it if you can share the show rate and review the show thank you so much Chris anything else to add I think we should call it see you